Welcome back, Dirty Hour listeners. This week, we're going to be doing a review of A2. Super excited to delve into that. But just remember to like and subscribe. We are on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you may like or subscribe podcasts. Um, please make sure to check us out. But otherwise, um, let's get this party started. Well, welcome back, guys. Another week, another episode. This is your host, Amanda Scudder. Uh, my partner in crime will not be here this week, unfortunately. He's fighting off a little bit of a bug. Um, voice is not sounding too hot, so it'll d- be just me this week. Uh, please hang in there. I appreciate your support. But uh, yeah, let's dive on into A2. Uh, super excited for this race this past week. Um, due to life events, you know, couldn't do the Thursday episode, but... We're here today, going to talk about the race. Super excited to talk about the race. Um, Anaheim, beautiful weather this weekend. It was like 80 degrees out there. Uh, No moisture whatsoever, so no rain. Super exciting to see the track not totally fucked up, right? With the mud, you never know. Anyone can win it, as we saw the past two weeks. With that being said, though, let's just dive right on into our 250s. Um, I am going to interject some things from what would have been our Thursday podcast into this one just to kind of give some insight of what I was thinking before this weekend came, and then we'll kind of go over the race. So um, with that being said, Max Voland, they have him out for now, but they still haven't ruled him out for the entire season. So that's kind of an interesting development. I wonder how bad his injury actually was with his hip, um, how much he exacerbated it, if it's the same hip, or how badly he hurt it if it's his opposite hip. But um, with – I just had a couple comments. March Banks, last week, I felt like it was a cop-out when he said, this lapper got in my way. No. If you're good enough, you can go around the guy, okay? I feel like that's that's not fair to say. I feel like it's a cop-out. I feel like you can't say it. You got stuck. You're a pro rider. Get around him. Um, Thrasher, before this weekend, I really was like, eh, like maybe not expecting a whole lot out of him. And Jordan Smith, I was hoping he'd keep his momentum. Could he keep his momentum? We don't know. The p- first three races obviously were outliers. A1, everyone knows A1. Anyone can win. And Mudders, right? Mudders can take anyone out, as we saw. So, with that being said, I was super, super psyched to see Levi Kitchen win. Just, he earned it. He's looked so good on that bike, just like we talked about. He's on a new team, he's feeling himself, and he went one, two, three in the races. Killer killer weekend for him. Just phenomenal weekend for him. Super excited that he finally got that win, and I'm excited to see more from him. Uh, Coming after that, you know my honorable mention, my Joey Shimoda. I'm on the Shimoda boat train, what can I say? He did get fourth. Uh, 932, but he's starting to look like him again, I feel like. in During the broadcast, they were talking about how there was a little bit of a language barrier. Uh, if you have seen Joe Shimoda's interviews back when he first started, he really did not speak English well because it's his second language. So he's come a really long way, but English is a hard language to learn, and there's still a barrier. So it seems like whatever he's doing with his team is really starting to work out. And I really am excited to see where he goes from here. Um, RJ Hampshire, what 
what a bummer. I mean, 217, that seven really just put his dick in the dirt a little bit. And you could tell in his interview, he just looked upset. He had a flat tire in that last race. That's why he got that seventh. And that's such a, that's like so disheartening. You could feel his like pain through the camera when he was giving his interview. So I felt bad for the guy. You'll get him next week, buddy. You're not that far behind. He's eight points behind in the Supercross Championship. Um, you can salvage that. I mean, shit, Levi came in and win, and now he's in the points lead. So give her hell, bud. Don't give up. Uh, Nate Thrasher, right? Literally before when I was making my stuff for Thursday, I was like, eh, maybe. Maybe we'll see like something better out of him. And he won the freaking third race, and he got third. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's a good rider. But again, I wasn't expecting that much out of him. Did you see at the end of his interview? You know, he's very monotone. He talks like this, and he thanks his sponsors. And at the very end, he did like a little smile. You know that his uh, PR guy said, hey, buddy, uh, you got a podium. You need to like look happy about it. So <laughs> his little awkward smile at the end, I'm like, oh, you're so close. Just uh. um, Jordan Smith, not super Super impressed with this ride, to be honest with you. Um, 484 in the three races. I felt like I was expecting more from him. Like I was kind of let down a little bit, especially because he is tied with Kitchen for the points lead after this race. And he was eight points ahead. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that he kind of just like gave that to Levi a little bit. I mean, it didn't seem like he went down. He seemed like he had a good race. So I don't know. Can he stay in the points lead? I just am really, really not sure. Um, moving on to Juju Beaumaire. What a guy. He got seventh. Let's go. He's a rookie, guys. This is his first year on this factory KTM. And he's kicking ass. Like, he's doing very well. So I'm excited to see where the sport takes him. And I'm excited to see the rest of the season from him, honestly. Um, oh, I, I accidentally skipped over Bordon. Bor Bordon? Bor Bordon? Bordon? I don't know. He's from France. He's the 250 France rider. Um, 12th, 5th, 6th. Got him a 6 overall for the weekend. And then one last mention. As I said, March Banks, you are a pro. And you're talking all the smack. Oh, I got caught behind the flapper. Whatever. He got ninth, sixth, sixteenth, and fifth. I mean, the fifth and sixth. Okay, great. Sixteenth. What the? What happened? Like, just if you're gonna talk shit, at least back it up. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But uh, otherwise, two fifties was a great race. Uh, I am very excited for Glendale because we're going to have two red plates. Do I think Jordan Smith? is going to be able to keep, keep up with Levi Kitchen? I really don't. I think Kitchen is feeling good. He's on his new team. He's ready to go out there and rock it. He's ready not to run away. I mean, I don't think he's going to win every race. There's still some very good competitors in the field. But I do think he has a leg up on Jordan Smith. I mean, Jordan Smith has been in this class for a while, um, he hasn't been the points leader since 2017, I think. I feel like Levi is going to run away with it a little bit. He and RJ 
are probably going to be like the two contenders, I think, for the championship. And I know Colton loves Rick James, but goddamn, I fucking hope that Kitchen wins. Because that would be so cool, switching immediately over to a new team, new bike, after being on the same bike your entire life and winning a championship. That's like a big old middle finger to your old team. Like something was not going right. And obviously he's showing that because he's doing so well this year. But with that being said, Detroit next weekend, in our Thursday preview, we're going to be able to talk about the whole East Coast field of riders. And you know we're excited to talk about Dugan, okay? But we'll get there. That'll be for Thursday. Moving on to the 450s. Um, <clears throat> big thing for that uh, this week, uh, AC did not ride. He's still having problems with his hand, his fingers. And I'm kind of disappointed, but I mean, are we surprised? I feel like we shouldn't be su too surprised. I mean, AC, you looked great in the 250s. We were so excited for you to come to the 450s. And here we are. And it's kind of a, kind of like a letdown, a little bit. So I hope he comes back soon. He looked, he looked pretty good at the other races, but I, I don't know. I just feel like we expected a little more out of him. So, um, moving on to the juicy stuff, as they say, um, spilling the tea. Jet and Anderson, oof. What an interaction after that last race. I just cannot believe Jet had the audacity, the audacity, to go up to Anderson and wait for him and do what he did. I mean, everyone knows you don't mess with Anderson. It's Barsha and Anderson. You don't want to fuck with either of them, okay? Like, you don't want them on your bad side. I don't want them on my bad side. I mean, I never will have them on my bad side. I don't even know them. But you don't fuck with them. And Jet went, Bull, let me poke you. I just thought what he did was very unsportsmanlike. And then the post he put out, you can tell he didn't write that. You can just tell it was, like, pre-written for him. And then at the very end, he said, sorry, mate, with a period. Yeah, that's not sincere. And I love that Anderson came back. He made his own post. And he said, which I really agree with, and I quote, we live in a day where kids throw a fit and stand behind everyone for the media cleanup crew. Guys don't keep it real or take responsibility for themselves, end quote. And I cannot stress enough that this is why I don't really like Jet Lawrence. Yes, he's very good, but you can tell he's just super cocky, and yes, he did earn that a little bit, but then he pulls shit like this, and that's where it's not okay, and he's just doing whatever he wants, and everyone is apologizing for him. I think that it said his dad went up to Anderson, his team manager, his agent went up to Anderson and apologized. Jet never actually really apologized to Anderson. And he's like, oh, I'll pay your fine. That wasn't him. We all know that. And the fact that ev all, like a bunch of writers are commenting on this post, like, 
yeah, totally agree with you. Ha 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 ha. Um, Forkner came in. I'm gonna I'm gonna read his whole comment because ugh, that is just it's just amazing. Forkner said, "Quote: Dude came to the medic rig crying. Yes, literally crying to me after he broke my collarbone and tore my shoulder in Dallas a few years back." Then he goes on to say. Also, as a writer, someone grabs my helmet. Then we're going to be like J-Law and Villo at Hangtown. So a little grab on his helmet was respectable in that situation. Wild. I mean, wild that he brought that up. It just, Jed is showing his true colors. And this is the perfect situation that's kind of revealing that. Um, with that being said, during the broadcast, one of the announcers said, quote, falling, Jet was falling victim to the drama. And I think that's utter horseshit. He is the one who started that. He is the one who waited for Anderson after the finish line and caused that scene. I mean, he made his bed. He's got a lie in it. That's all I'm saying. And I loved that Anderson chose this opportunity to line up next to Jet as much as he could just to fuck with him. It was just chef's kiss. Um, but speaking of Anderson, uh, had a great race. He got second uh, overall. Oh, actually... Actually, I think he got fourth overall. Why, you may say, when he crashed and went around that, I think it was a whoop section, um, he was on the throttle. So he got penalized points. So he actually got fourth. So the standings for that race actually go Webb, Tomac, and AP. With that mistake, AP remains the points leaders, guys. Guys. And we're psyched about it. He's psyched about it. His energy when they interviewed him after the race, first of all, chaotic, super redneck. His hair is dirty, but his personality and his excitement is pure gold, guys. I am so excited to see how he does in Detroit. He's excited for some redemption. I, I honestly really hope he wins next week, but we'll get there. Uh, he overall had a great race, though. E.T., guys, he's looking like the old E.T., He's looking pretty good. Last week, you know, were we expecting that finish? No, because the mutter. No one was expecting anything. But last night, he really looked like himself again. And I'm excited to see where this takes him. Even on when he was giving his interview, he looked so happy with his finish. And he looked like he's like, yeah, I'm back. This feels good. We're ready to see him. Bring it on, E.T. You may be fifth in the points. You're 10 points down, though. That's that's feasible to win the championship. Tight points, for sure. Sexton, not bad. Not bad race. I mean, not great. Not horrible. Um, he did get fifth. Uh, he had a first, 11th, and second for the race finishes. Um, he let Jet pass him in the last race which i didn't really understand colton said something about oh it doesn't matter the points i'm like i what i don't know i guess i'm just biased because i don't really like jet so that's probably why but it probably made sense for some reason um but i'm excited to see how he goes into the next week uh he did say during this week as the broadcast told us that he's been working with his team and he took responsibility. He's like, guys, it's me. Um, the bike is great. Nothing you've done to it has really affected. I just like need to get in the right headspace. And I really respect that. 
Sexton has really grown as a writer a lot over the past couple of years, especially in the 450s. And I'm just excited to see it. I respect the hell out of that guy. It's it's a growing relationship. I used to be like Sexton like I am with Jet, guys. So I did not like Chase Sexton at all. But he's grown on me. He really has. Um, Webb is the prime example of consistency wins races. He didn't win any of the races. He got a second, second, and a fifth. And he won the Triple Crown. What a guy. Great rides. The last race, obviously, was a weird one. But he got it. He seems super excited. Um, I'm excited for him. Colton, obviously, was elated because he's on the web wagon. He's a coot guy. Just super excited to see him. He seemed really happy with his results, really happy with his race. And uh, with all of those players finishing where they finished, the points championship is extremely tight. The top six people are all within 13 points, right? We have AP with 80. Chase Sexton's only four down. Cooper Webb is six down. Jed is eight. Eli is 10. And Anderson is 13. I mean, come on, guys. We couldn't ask for a better start to the season. It's going to make Detroit for a fun race in Detroit. It's just going to make it for a fun race season overall. It's just going to be amazing. Super excited to see. Um... Some honorable mentions, just to put them out there. Ferrandis in ninth. Justin Cooper with a good finish in eighth. Kenny coming back to seventh after he crashed that first. It was right off the start, I think, actually. And Malcolm Stewart coming in with a tenth. I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. With that team, I mean, you can only do so much with two people, especially when they've been not performing how they should be. Christian Craig came in with a 14th. I mean, RJ at this point is holding the reins on that team. I hope to see even more improvement as the time goes on. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We're on a we're on a positive trend, so we hope to keep that. Uh, Jorge Prado stayed for one more round. They postponed the first race of the mxgp season so he stuck around for another fun race and he got 12th i mean honorable mention jorge we hope you come back next year it's gonna be killer to see you do the whole series um and i'm excited to see him come back because i feel like he's not really pushing himself 100 percent because he doesn't want to hurt himself before he goes back to defend his title which i respect i mean you're coming here to check it out hang out see how it is Check out the scene, see what the writing's like. And I feel like you got a really good taste of that, especially with both the Mutters and A1. So we're excited to see you come back, my guy. Um, with that being said, though, that's kind of it for this podcast. It's not really a long one. Um, I don't think you guys want to listen to me talk for an hour, personally. But next time we'll be back uh, on Thursday with a preview for Detroit. I'm super excited. Hopefully Colton will be feeling a hundred percent and we'll be back to do the whole hour with you guys. Um, <clears throat> as you know, we're on Instagram, keep it dirty USA. Please send us comments, concerns, feedbacks, your opinion. If you want to be on the podcast, please reach out. We might be able to make that work, but otherwise guys, it's been a fun 20 minutes. This is the first ever solo podcast I've ever done, and it's terrifying. But thank you for sticking through it with me. 
I am excited to come on later this week. And uh, thanks for coming along for the ride, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks.